a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to doing this podcast. It should be very, very interesting. But first up, you've seen the 2018 Fly stuff on uh, all the guys out there, Pike and Baggett and uh, Pipes and, and the Seven Deuce Deuce and all these dudes. Uh, Fly Racing is killing it right now. And each year they develop, they test, they improve the products in the never-ending pursuit of the perfect racewear. They are the first to integrate the BOA system on the uh, on the pants, and they got it in two different lines this year. They offer the unmatched comfort performance and durability that make it an industry leader in technical racewear please for 2018 they've created their lightest most comfy and durable gear yet prepare perform and progress with fly racing thanks to fly racing for coming on and a stars you know the boots the uh, tech 10s the tech 8s tech 7s fantastic boots they've always been great uh but they got a whole line of protection products from the bns tech carbon neck guard a1 roost guard to the uh fluid tech carbon knee brace uh these products are just made just like with their boots perfect fit perfect function and a whole uh line like i said of alpine star protects products we thank those guys as well please check them out a lot of guys are running this stuff underneath their gear that are sponsored by other brands and, and you'd never know it but it's that good and it's got the a star name all right let's get started uh like i said i'm steve mathis um a few, maybe a month ago or so, depending on when you hear this podcast, we did a uh, an oral history story on RacerX Online, uh, my fifth or sixth one doing it. I love doing them. They're a ton of work. Wygant and I, Jason Wygant and I, teamed up uh, to do the two, the story of the 2001-125 National Championships. It was uh, it was an epic series. Uh, Travis Pastrana, the defending champion and uh, the wonder kid of U.S. motocross at the time. Grant Langston, the world champion. Uh, who'd come over and uh, was cocky uh, from South Africa. And then there was Mike Brown, who came back from Europe, where he battled Langston. And he was a guy that was written off a couple times already, and he came back from Monster Pro Circuit. Not Monster, but Pro Circuit back then. And uh, um, these three guys, and I was on KTM then, uh, so I had a little inside look. These three guys waged war all summer long. And uh, it was an epic time, and we got everybody to tell their stories um, of what happened and what they thought, what they saw. Larry Ward won a race, the first ever race for a 250F, race win for a Yamaha 250F, was Larry Ward. Brownie ended up winning it when Langston's wheel exploded at, at Steel City, when, when GL had the points lead, and Pastrana had a huge lead at one point. Anyways, RacerX Online, long form. Go check it out. Please work the Google and find the story, and it's fantastic. Now, having said all of that, what Wygant and I should have done, and I'm mostly blaming Wygant because he's not in this room right now. What we should have done is contact this man uh, for the story. We neither one of us did, and it's terrible because Randy Richardson from Randy Richardson from Michelin. Welcome. Welcome. 
Glad to be here. Thank you. You perhaps had the one of the best story or views of that summer that I don't know why we didn't think about calling you. Okay, so you currently work for Michelin Motorcycle Tires. Correct. Uh, Starcross 5, everybody. Please check them out. Um, back then, Grant Langston and Travis Pastrana ran Michelins. You were the main tire guy for Langston and Pastrana. Correct, yep. Took and, care. and there was a wheel problem at the final race, which we'll get to. Exactly. Wheel is the key word. And on top <laughs> of that, you and Mike Brown go back how yeah. long? Uh Mid early nineties, yeah, early nineties, and so, you guys yeah. are buddies. Yeah, great, great friends with so, Mike to this day. Yep. Yes, to this day, you're one of the only guys who can maybe get him on the phone. He, yeah, he'll call me back at least within a week or two. Okay, um, <laughs> so Wygan and I, we did this story, and I, I talked to mechanics. I called up Harry Nolte in Holland, and none of us, neither one of us, thought about calling you, and it's a shame. Uh, you could have offered a lot of insight. <laughs> and, and Holland is a lot longer distance than Piedmont, South Carolina. Right. So um, so it's terrible we didn't do that. But this podcast hopefully will make it up for it and maybe give, I think, the people who love that story, and there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. uh, an in, another, look, another view of it. Because, as I said, you're pulling for Michelin to win this title, but Mike Brown, your childhood friend, is also in it running Bridgestones. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah so yeah. like you were just all summer long, I bet. And again, I was on KTM then, so we knew each other well. Um so first up, the story itself, apologies for not getting you in it. <laughs> what did you think of it? Um, well let's just say this. Since Weege isn't here, I'll I'll say that I'm not really that pissed at him. And I'll <laughs> I will work through it and try to forgive him. Okay. And uh we'll all be okay. Yeah, yeah, we, we never even thought about putting you in here and that was brutal. <laughs> Um, but no, it, this podcast will make up for it. So 2001, again, Michelin, um, you're still kind of new to American racing, getting yep. back into it. Yeah, very new. You know, we had been <clears throat> involved in 99, 2000, uh, competition direct, uh-huh. was, was out on the race service doing that on, kind of on our behalf and taking care of uh, uh, factory KTM, which at that time was very entry level as well. And, and uh Planet Honda and some others, but yep. uh, but I think some of the success. I, I, I hate to say that uh, that your success with Kelly Smith, wow. uh, you yeah. know, at High Point may have raised some raised some uh, eyebrows for Roger DeCoster. But <laughs> yeah, we were we were contacted by Suzuki yep. in in two thousand uh, to to pursue possibly working with them for two thousand one. So yeah, we were we were very very new to it. Yep. Uh, Michelin yep. in the U.S. racing scene and and definitely yep. me as well. Of course, tons of success in Europe and the GPS forever. Yep. Um, now Mike Brown, like, so this is the interesting story to me, like Brown coming, this had literally been the third time Mike Brown had been written off. Mm-hmm. I mean, he comes in as a hot shot, gets a ride with Mitch at pro circuit, mm-hmm. uh, gets dropped before the outdoors, yep. quits the sport for a bit, works at Jim's motorcycles yep. and raced uh, dirt track cars. Okay. Did that for a while. Right. Realized how expensive that was. <laughs> so that was his first failure. Then he gets a, uh, he gets a Honda, privateer Honda wins Pontiac out of his back of his van, mm-hmm. 125 class. Gets a Honda Troy ride mm-hmm. and does pretty well. Uh, yep. Wins at Washougal. Um, you know, he's a solid veteran. But the results aren't there. He gets dropped. He has to go to Europe. And that's where we all kind of thought, well, we'll never hear from Mike Brown ever again. Mm-hmm. And he rode for Cat Honda, David Thorpe for a little while. Got some good results. Battled Langston uh, for a world title. Uh, James Dobb as well, the 125s. And Peyton takes a crack at him again and brings him back. Yeah. A- and uh, he can't bring him back for the 2001 season. So, and, yeah, and I didn't know the story is so interesting. And, and anyone listening to this that doesn't that hasn't read it, t- 
take the time to do so. It's it's a lot of backstory. I didn't know the part about Mitch, you know, looking to hire Grant yeah. and all that stuff and, and their rivalry that, that Brownie and uh, Grant had built over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an awesome story. Yep. And also, too, this 2001 season, you're working with Travis Pastrana. This strikes up a lifelong friendship. Well, not lifelong because mm-hmm. you started in 2001. But <laughs> he hadn't died yet. Yeah, he hasn't died. <laughs> Amazingly. Uh, but here we are 16 years later, yeah. and you and Travis are very good friends. Yeah. And he runs Michelin's. Yeah. And, and you know? it, it was funny. We, we So talk about the, the, the 2000 thing. So we were scheduled a test with them actually okay. right after Mount Morris. Okay. And then it, remember it was this horrible mud race, yeah. right? Yeah. Kelly so we, Smith. Had to pu- we had to push it back. Kelly Smith Ke- won. Uh, yeah. Michelin ran a win ad. Uh, with Matt Walker. We did. Thanking we Kelly did. Smith. We did. Uh, Thank you for that. Let's just say we weren't quite as spot on then <laughs> as hopefully we are now. So, uh, yeah. They were both on brown bikes. They were, so, yeah. yeah. It was uh, black and white ad. It was black and white ad, so that's all we could afford at the time. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, so, but we, so, yeah, we test with Suzuki. Yep. And, 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 and started working towards a relationship with them. And you may or may not believe this, but during all this testing time in the offseason, we, we tested with Wyndham because – Believe it or not, Travis Pastrana was a bit banged up oh, and injured. No. Yeah, imagine oh, that. Shocking. So, anyway, yeah. So first time I met Travis was uh, was he at Lake Elsinore Supercross testing in okay. like d- early December. Oh, yeah. And full and remember to this day, it struck struck a, a, a good chord with me. He walks over full howdy duty yep. and says, uh, "Hi, I'm Travis. Uh, I I've never really ridden Michelin ever, but Kevin says a lot of good things about him and." Uh, I look forward to trying them. Thanks for sponsoring our team. <laughs> and, right, and just right. full howdy-doody mode. And yeah. I'm like, here's Travis Pastrana, yeah. who's walking over to me at the truck and thanking yeah. me for, right. for sponsoring the team. So anyway, so he, yeah, he, we, we hit it off pretty good early. Yeah. And uh, were you – when did you – like, were you keeping in touch with Mike Brown this whole time and, and everything? Were you – Kind of yeah. like to yeah. say hi yeah. and yeah, Brian and I. We would, yep. you know, anyone who stays in touch with Mike Brown yeah, yeah, realizes a, they don't really stay in touch with Mike. Brown. Yes, that's a that's not a literal term, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is. So he's a yeah he's he's hard <laughs> to get in touch with, but no, we're still you know yep. we're good friends then and and mm-hmm. are good friends now, and and it really wasn't you know through Supercross season not that much of an issue till, till outdoors when it really came up and tensions yeah. started to rise and so on. But um, yeah, what what what's what we put it in the story and, and we talk about it now. Travis Pastrana had a 45-point lead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the 2001 series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Langston came out swinging, won the first four motos, missed a race with a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Brown had a couple, two DNFs uh, at one race. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them a flat. Had a flat had a at flat. Uh, Red Bud, yep. Uh, and then Pastrana caught fire, one high point, kept going, and at one point had a 45-point lead and near the end of the series yeah. and was looking good. Yeah. But, Randy, behind the scenes, were you – I mean, were you? He had talked about hitting his head at Southwick in the story. He talked about kind of things catching up to him, ankle injuries mm-hmm. at Bud's Creek riding Amateur Day. Mm-hmm. Did you know yeah. all this? I d- didn't know all that. You know, of course, I very first year working with him and, and grew close to him and the family, yeah. uh, and and close also to to Grant and Gerald and, and Andrew and so on. Working with him earlier in in the Supercross season because Grant was doing West Coast, yep. Travis was doing East Coast, and of course, you know, won the 125 East Supercross Championship that year, so I grew close to them, but there was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff I, that I really didn't know until I read that story. Okay. That's, that's what I like about yeah. what, what... That format. Yeah, that format yeah. And, and that bench racing and finding out what's going on behind the scenes, yeah. Um, yeah, so Travis Strano should have won that national title. There's no doubt had he kept mm-hmm. it on, on two wheels, he would have. And, and, at the, some, and the, the European rivalry between Mike Brown and Grant Langston got carried over. Mm-hmm. Although funny when you, when you get Browning to tell you the stories now, it was all just good hard racing. <laughs> and they were, they were having a good old time. 
Yeah. However, I was there. It was not everybody was not everybody was pumped. It was it was definitely not a good old time. There were right. there were some some heated moments, as the story says, and and I remember you know a number of them. Uh, like Travis said at Glen Helen, Brown just parked them right over the berm mm-hmm. into a fence, mm-hmm. and then Travis said, "What'd you do that for?" And Brown said, oh, "I think you're going to be one of the guys I got to beat." So, and and the and the cool thing about Travis, ever the the. The competitive guy, you know, his he had respect for that because yeah. he said, "Well, that's what he'll do to win." So I got to respect that. So, <laughs> right, and right. Uh, you know, Travis probably would call that not not cheating, but creative winning. Yeah. So he'd be good with that. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Um, what else do you remember from that summer? Like, um, uh, we'll talk about the tensions, and I want to talk about the tensions in a little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, what I mean for you for Michelin, I mean, this was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, oh, for, a very huge. big deal for us. Again, we were we had just recently, uh, well, a year or two before, introduced our first the Starcross range. So yep. that that product name was new and 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 was doing well. But with uh, with with Travis winning the East Coast Supercross Championship, man, that really that really brought mm-hmm. awareness to the brand and uh, and and the the Starcross tires started selling really well. And for me, to be honest, it was you know it was an honor to to get to do this cool job to go mm-hmm. to every single race and work with these race teams, work with Roger DeCoster, with Ian Harrison and, and the KTM, Selvaraj Narayana Selvaraj, and, uh, yeah. and everyone. So yeah, a lot of pressure on me as I was, you know, kind of a rookie. It's kind of my rookie season yeah. if you think about it. Yeah. So, Although you'd race pro and you know what I mean? You, yeah. I mean, you've I, been I, around the scene. But, yeah, yeah. And have some engineering background yeah. is, is what I'm, my education is in. So understanding and correlating the, what the riders needs were here, and relaying that to the engineers in France that were designing and modifying mm-hmm. tires, uh, it was a good a good thing, and I you know I, I definitely poured my heart into it for sure. You were up against Bridgestone, who had been at the time the kings of the tire. I think at that time, mm-hmm. uh, especially they were better the product than Dunlop for racing. Uh, for for Supercross, yep. I would say for sure at that time. Yep, for a sure. lot of people yep. were were happy with the, with, the, with the performance of the Bridgestones. Did you feel like the Michelin at that time was on the level of a, of a Bridgestone, or was it something where you were constantly getting newer stuff from France to try? For, for motocross, I think we were, I think it was a fairly even playing field across mm-hmm. the board. I think what our product would always shine is in more soft to loamy to muddy conditions. I guess that's more of a yep. Euro style of racing sure. or what have you. So we did better there where we, where we had, uh, where we lacked a little bit, and I think we all along we needed to improve was really hard back, hard pack conditions more yep. so in Supercross. That's kind of yeah, a, and, Anaheim, and casings, San Diego, yeah, yeah. and casing uh, the casing construction to uh, to not deflect in whoops and things like that. So you didn't really in Supercross yep. whoops. So yep. you didn't really find that in motocross. So I think we were yep. I think we were more all on a more even playing field. Uh, one of the things that I think was to our advantage at that time was we made the decision to with with every factory rider. So all the KTM guys, all the Suzuki guys, we would use Bib Moose, you know, the Michelin Bib Moose front and rear mm-hmm. every moto. So we had no risk of a flat. So, and, and like you said, Brownie got a flat mm-hmm. and, and uh, I don't remember running front mooses to be honest, but I, I'll take your word for it. Um, which because you were just putting wheels on bikes. I was changing, and changing and, tires. Grips, and, gri- grips yeah. and graphics. Grips and graphics. Grips and um, graphics. Yeah. And so, so all of our guys, the KTM guys mm-hmm. and then also you guys, you know, one of the things with moose is, is a different feel, a deader mm-hmm. feel, uh, less less responsive. Yeah. Obviously, Michelin had nailed that the the mm-hmm. feeling right on, yeah. and, on for the bib moose. Yeah, and that and it, that uh, that more of a you know uh, say dead feel, but that uh, less rebound or mm-hmm. less energy of rebound yep. that actually works quite well in off road because it helps the tire stay in contact with the ground yep. more, and especially in like chattery, small braking bumps and mm-hmm. things like that. It's uh, we tested with, never used it in Supercross, but for motocross, it was a it was a great advantage. 
our thoughts were. Yeah. But of course, my job was to provide the the best solution that the rider wanted. So if someone wanted tubes, yeah, we would go that way. Right. Um, what else do you remember? Um, concrete starts. Oh yeah. Back then. Yeah. Dude, like yeah. eight of the 12 uh, had them or something. Yeah. And, and it was so funny. I remember you get to the first round, Glenn Helen yeah. and, and some of the guys are just lighting up a tire, you uh-huh. know, and, and we had done some testing and done some stuff. And I, I knew that, that just, you know, being like a uh, Don Garlitz and just lighting that thing up was not the hot ticket. So trying to calm riders down and tell them on the starting gate, remember, just chirp the body, yep. just chirp it, just, and just, that, just, just chirp it a little bit, just yep. chirp it a little bit. And, and uh, so that was cool. Um, yeah, we had a lot of those. Yeah, 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 a lot of concrete starts, which and they all had a different, a little bit of a different texture. Mm-hmm. Um, later, we during that was in in '02, we tested with some different, like a really thin layer of rubber. Uh, almost like a trials tire, okay. Uh, just on top? like a millimeter thick, yeah, on that. But it, but it would just it'd gr- get greasy and, yeah. and burn away too much. Okay. But anyway, um, but that's something we, you know, we, yeah. the newer followers of of motocross don't yep. don't know that. It used to be have some concrete starts. Look, I mean, Langston was a world champion, and for a reason, you mm-hmm. know, he's a bad dude on a motorcycle. But I was on the team, and him winning the first four 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 motos, along with remember Bobby Bonds, yep, the Bobby Bonds Hangtown <laughs> incident, yeah. yeah. Him winning the first four motos surprised the shit out of me. I mean, yeah. he looked good in testing. Yeah. He was our fastest guy. We knew he was going to be good. Mm-hmm. But a world champion doesn't mean you're going to just win races in America. Mm-hmm. We've seen it over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could, but it doesn't necessarily. And for him to come out of the gate and win first four motos, we were like, holy crap. The, the, uh, the, the first, funny thing, the very first moto, you know, he, he just won the first moto at Glen Helen yeah. and pulls off. And I happen to have, you know, in, in my... Now, don't get excited, but in my cargo shorts, oh. in my oh, you in, don't the po- say. in the pockets of oh, my cargo shorts, oh, they served a good purpose. They a, you know, I carried things. Thank you. They were utility oriented, Thank so you. I, I had like some, a bat, like a bat belt. It, well, similar, but they yeah. were cargo shorts. Yeah. So, so I had, I had, uh, I had some Michelin, I had some water bottles in there, mm-hmm. and I put a uh, Michelin sticker on the water bottle. Well, Grant pulls off, and he was, you know, hot. He won the race. Yeah. He's ready, and he said, "You have any water?" And I said, "Yeah." So I hand him. A water bottle has got a Michelin sticker on it, and Selvarage happens to get there right about as he starts to yeah. drink from it. And Selvarage flips out. Because, and I didn't think about it, but Selvarage goes, he can't drink that. He has to drink Red Bull. Oh, because, geez. you know, a Red yeah, Bull. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so I, so there's I no at, water in the cans back then. No, no, no. It was straight up. Yeah, yeah it was straight yeah. up stuff. So then I said, well, Selvarage, you better get him a can because he's thirsty. <laughs> and, he, and he was just down in the water. Anyway, that was a funny side note. But yeah, yeah. And, and then go to Mount Morris and, and reading the story about Travis's dad, you know, yelling behind the gate and stuff. And, and that guy is, yeah. he's, if, if anything, the only thing he's more, you but know, he, has more love for than Semper Fi is, <laughs> is Travis, you know. Did he, sure. did he uh, have a lot to do with Travis's bike setup, tire Choices, that kind of stuff, behind no, the scenes? No, no. completely, okay. completely, uh, okay. completely, nothing to do with that. He yeah. wasn't a, a mini some, dad in yeah, that, some in that dads sense. Do, no, right. no, not at all. Not at all. Um, it, was, it was strictly with Lee McCollum and, you know, and with, uh, with Ian yep. and Roger. That yep. was the only ones we'd talk with. Hardest guy to get a hold of for this story was Lee, Leroy. Really? Yeah, just, he just was busy, couldn't do it, can't do it, don't have time. But finally, I tracked I'm done with yeah. Leroy. I got to get you for this story. Yeah. He was great once I got him. But yeah, it's obvious you could do that story without contacting me, but you definitely can't do it without, without contacting Leroy. Again, that's for sure. And a Wygant oversight. A Wygant oversight by oh, far. Weege. Um, even though Wygant will claim that he only did, you know, Wygant's the one who talked to mm-hmm. Grant Pastrana yeah. and Brown. Yeah, I'm the one who talked to everybody else. Okay, 
So you would think you would fall into my category it, well, of people? Yeah. More of a technical <laughs> representative. I can see where I would, yeah. Right, right. So. Um, what else? Uh, talking about Robert, we, we're, we're at Mount Morris. So, yep. so we get there, right? And, and Grant's won all the first four motos. Yep. Uh, he has some issues there, I guess. I, I didn't I didn't know this. I remember this till I read the story about some the bike cutting out a bit or what have you in, in the one yeah. moto. Yeah. But but so Travis, I remember, and I don't probably wouldn't be politically correct now, but I know uh, the announcer yelling on the last lap. You know that Travis Pastrana had had made a kamikaze pass on Akira Narita. <laughs> Narita. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, so anyway, but but during I believe it was the second moto uh-huh. when uh, or w- anyway whatever moto. <clears throat> You know how when you come up that triple behind the start gate yeah. and circle around? So we're standing up in that big grassy area inside yeah. the first turn. And Robert Pastrana standing, I don't know, 50 feet, 30, 40, 50 feet from me. And I, you know, I cheer on, I have towels. I cheer yeah. on Travis when he comes through and cheer on a couple other guys that come through. And here comes Langston. Didn't get a yeah. real good start. So I cheer him on. And Robert walks up to me and says, who the hell are you cheering for? <laughs> and I said, I'm everybody on Michelin, yeah. you know, everybody yeah. on Michelin. Right. I said, and, and Robert, you know, standing there with, with cut off jean shorts and his uh, factory Shirt's Suzuki open. shirt unbuttoned. Open. Open. Yeah. Yes, un- of course. Unbuttoned. Right. And, uh, and he looks at me and he says, you cheer for Langston one more time. I'm going to whoop your ass. What? He, I swear to you. And, and me being, being too, uh, too quick wit and smart ass yeah. to, I couldn't get the clutch pulled in. I, I immediately yeah, said, right. I said, well, he'll be back through here in about a minute and a half. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. Which, and then after about 30 seconds, I got to thinking about what I'd said, so I went somewhere else and watched <laughs> and, and continued to cheer for everybody on mission. Right, but yeah, yeah. But it was so funny, and I, I you know, mentioned that with Robert the other day when I was at Travis's. We, we, we discussed that, but it was, it was funny. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, teams, especially now with the pits being all Dunlop, basically, mm-hmm. uh, some Pirelli, but mostly Dunlop, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if this is true, but Dunlop's like, hey, we have a Cowie spec tire. We have a Honda spec tire. I don't know how much this is true, but that's what they tell everybody. That's what they tell the teams. Mm-hmm. And I know Bridgestone had different settings for Cowie, and you know that's what they said. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's true. Um, did you have a KTM tire and a Suzuki tire? We we did not. We definitely had different options. Yes, and of so, course. So yeah. within a tread design, yeah. we would have different casing constructions yeah. and different rubber compounds. But I but I nothing always, for exclusive. No, no, for, no I yeah. wouldn't say it was a a, a KTM tire yeah. or a Suzuki tire. To me, I left it up to each rider, and and you know that that. That, that muddy race there uh, at Mount Morris, uh, I remember the spec number of what we used. But anyway, Travis uh, <laughs> Travis was using – Travis uh, had some aggressive – was one of our old S12 tread designs. Okay. And Wyndham loved that yep. on the 250. Travis didn't like it. He said – he goes, you know, it's, it, it grabs the ruts and climbs out. It grabs the ruts and climbs out. And <laughs> and Wyndham, you know, yeah. just an amazing uh, – Technical rider, uh, yeah, yeah. Like a surgeon yeah. on the motorcycle. He goes, you just need to hit the center of the bottom of the rut. You know, and, and the thing was, Kevin could put the bike every lap, yeah. plus or minus a couple of millimeters, and mm-hmm. Travis would kind of have it in the same area code. And that was, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we'd use a different tire for them based on what characteristics right. they were but, needing but out this, of it. But you gave both teams access to everything. Oh, access yeah. to everything. Yeah, absolutely, um, every time. And, and a funny story on that about uh, about access to the tires, but it's later in the series at, uh, at uh, Millville. Yep. Uh, something related to that. Yeah, so... Uh, we were Millville, so that's deeper into the series yeah. or what have yep. you, and uh, and we go there. Travis had Millville is the track that Langston told us he watched it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's going to go one one. He likes he's a good track for him, and we're like whatever. And then he pulled the whole shot. He came by the mechanics area, did the number one, mm-hmm. 
sign to all of us in the mechanics area yeah. and destroyed everybody both motos. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and Travis had, as you, as the story says, he had came in from X Games yep. and yeah. then raced, pulled out, and then went back to X Games. Yep. But but what did any sorry but did any of that X Games drama with Roger and Ian and the family ever? Did you overhear it or did you? Were you involved in it at all, or did you? Did I I completely stayed, yeah. you know, out of that. You know, as distant from it and anything. And but Roger didn't and, pull you aside and be like, "Are you shipping tires to X Games?" No, no, never, <laughs> never did that. It's it's funny when you're talking about the tires. It, it, sidebar to when one time Wyndham asked me, we "We're at the test track," and he said, "Hey, man, I've been skimming the pond, <laughs> you know, but you know, I want to go all the way across the center. Which tire is best?" For doing that, and again, he's doing that with a full work yeah, Suzuki. Right, you know, and Roger right. and Ian standing right there. And I said, well, you know, Kevin Michelin does not recommend the use of any of our motorcycle tires on water, yeah. for sure. I said, but if I personally were going to use it, I would use this one. So anyway, so I kind of steered him in the right, right direction. Right. But um, okay, so back. No, we're back at Millville, and and as the story goes, Grant, you know, great sand rider, yep. Travis as well. Uh, but but uh, Andrew, no, I think I think Andrew and uh, Gerald came over uh, at the midday through Saturday practice, mm-hmm. like after the first practice session, and said, hey, Grant is struggling some in the sand. You know, he, he's like, he would like more drive in the sand. Is there anything yeah. you can do to help him plane off or stay uh-huh. on top of the sand? I said, yeah, we can, I can do that. I can modify enough. So I took, at the time, what was a, a race spec of an MS3, mm-hmm. so an intermediate soft yeah. tire, and cut like a 45-degree chamfer on oh, the okay. backside oh, yeah. of every center knob. So it's Get exactly, but yep. 32 or 34 knobs around this. So you got to yep. cut every single one of them. So hand cut this tire for him. He goes back out, and he's I don't know three or four seconds a lap faster. Yep. Because that's where he was wanting some performance yep. gain. So you talk about making the same tire yep. available for everyone. <laughs> so so that he had that much performance gain. So that was great. Well, they came back after the second practice and said, "Oh, that's much better. Grant loves that. Can we have? Can he have a new one for each moto tomorrow?" Yep. yep. And there wasn't a concern there because it wasn't a concrete start; it was dirt. Yep. So I said, "Yes, I'm going to take I'm going to take some home tonight. You know, take some yep. to the to the hotel. hotel and cut a bunch tonight." He said, "A bunch." He said, <laughs> "He said Pastrana's not going to have this tire, is he?" <laughs> and and uh, you know, Gerald Gerald yep. asked that, and I and I said, I "Had to be a dick." And I and I said, "Yes, he will, yep. and it'll be in the first practice session." Yeah, you know, because yeah. you know, and and he said, "Well, that's not you know." He kind of he they, they took issue with that, and I said, "No, I understand. I understand that he had a need, and I'm glad I was able to provide help, provide a solution towards that." Yeah. But my job is to provide solutions for everyone. Yeah. So, uh, Scott Reinhardt, yeah. Scotty, and I we took uh, in the rental car like a dozen tires back to the hotel, and we each cut six or whatever it was that night. So we'd have some for everyone to try the next day. Oh, interesting. Day. Yeah. yeah, and he came back the next morning, and and and. Told Travis and them uh, about it. Put put one on him to try first practice, and he was okay. Now he he might have been a little bit foggy headed, not know uh, as the story reads. But yeah. no, he 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 didn't like uh, the loss of traction and braking on the the hills mm-hmm. because it was hard pack yep. dirt, which makes sense yep. what we had done to the tire. So yep. anyway, yep. he ended up not using it. But but my job, I think, my job was to to make every solution mm-hmm. available to every rider, regardless of where they were in points. Right. That was that was my position on it. So. Travis uh, hits his head at Southwick really good. Mm-hmm. Throwing up, he said, between motos or mm-hmm. after practice. He hits his head at Washougal. Mm-hmm. Uh, hits his head at Unadilla. Mm-hmm. Then, was start- then he said he was doing tricks out in the back. Did you ever see that? I, I didn't, I, I didn't I, see I, that. But I would feel well, like someone would have known that, but yeah. I, I'm not doubting Travis's recollection. That was but- pre-Instagram and, and, and pre-everything. So I guess. No one had footage of it, I'm sure. But right. uh, Yeah, and then 
respectfully when when Travis crashed there at Unadilla and he was down for a bit. Yep. Well, Langston came around, ended up winning, and my job was to go to the podium yeah. and, and and be a part of that. So um, so I didn't see it, but uh, but I do remember you know the thing about Travis riding around in the pits at Unadilla and couldn't find the. The Suzuki truck. Oh yeah? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you uh, did you notice? Did you go back to Chuck at Millville and see him, and 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 he was out of it, or do you, you didn't notice no. any of that? No, no, no. Because when he when he pulled off and it was halfway and left, through, he, you know, he said he picked up and got Leroy, and they left. They when they left, they left. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and okay, so this whole time's going on. Mm-hmm. What is? How are you and Brownie? Good. What's going on? I mean, we're good. You know, I would always, you know, good luck. You know, he was a friend, and I'd say good luck. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, it wasn't until later on when, when more so uh, he and Langston's uh, tension got really, really high, I think. Uh, and I understand Brownie's side of it. You yeah. know, he was, he was kind of frustrated or he wasn't happy with anyone who was helping yeah. Langston. You no, know? The, so that's our where our teams got into it a few times. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got into that, yeah. and then, and then, of course, I'm the, the neutral guy. But yet, you know, I'm I'm there to do my job, and I and I I told you know Mike the one time after. So he after got that. he he got into it with you a little bit. No, not not words. No. You can just tell, you can just tell you know how you can tell that a, a friendship is yep. a bit strained, yeah, yeah. and and that's what uh, that's what I could kind of sense. Yeah. You know, so I just went about doing my job, and he obviously went about doing his. Yeah. So so you didn't so not really any contact no. all year. Besides, hey, it, good it, luck, and it, uh, how are yeah. you type deal. Yeah, those, those, those windows of time without any contact uh, grew longer and longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Um, and you're just like, okay, Brownie, well, yeah. I really you're wish. You're doing my job. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you, I mean, you, you would you would have loved to see Brownie win. I, you know, as, yeah, yeah, I was, you know I mean? was happy to see a friend win. But yeah. at the same time, I was really bummed out because I didn't train and do all that stuff. But I, I spent a lot of nights on the road oh, yeah. away from away from family and, and yeah. worked hard and, to try to win a championship. It was important to me for, yeah. for my own personal uh, efforts and for Michelin. Yeah. I was there to do my job. Yeah, so. absolutely. What else do you remember from that? Um, i trying to think what else. Uh, that's the main, those are the main things on there. I know in, I know in, uh, in Binghamton, it really hit the fan. Oh yeah. You know, like you said, and, yeah. and I don't, and, and I didn't know it had gotten to that level. You know, yeah. how, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if the, if what was going on in the pits didn't make its way through the pits as much, or, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I wrote this in the story, and I, you know, I talked about it a few times, and I said at the beginning of this podcast, it, it's so interesting to look back at the different, the dichotomy of the the the, the three guys. Like oh, yeah. one's a foreigner world champion, mm-hmm. one's a washed up quote unquote vet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and one's the next next big thing, yeah, next the big golden thing, boy, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I, I I'll he never Travis never won another race after uh, whatever it was mm-hmm. that he won. Um, would have been um, uh, what race? I don't know. Whatever it would have yeah. been. Yeah, didn't win Red Bud because Big Bird, but maybe he won the next one after that. But he never won another race after that day. You know, after after Unadilla. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've said it over and over, like. James Stewart is the most amazing motorcycle rider I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and I'll always remember everything that James ever did on a motorcycle. I was right there for a lot of it, and Pastrana would be the number two guy. Um, yeah. uh, just what could have happened, what could have been. The guy was so good. I remember Daytona Supercross; he would just destroy the class because mm-hmm. that was a track. <clears throat> excuse me, that kept that rewarded creativity. Yep. Uh, yeah. Jumping the braking bumps, mm-hmm. uh, wheeling over the little stupid jumps that Gary Bailey would put up, mm-hmm. and 
that was just perfect for Travis. It was like a playground for him. Yeah, it was. And that's, and that's you know, he, he was so, so creative in that way and thought. And to this day, you can see with what the, the, the empire he's built with Nitro Circus, he, he's been thinking outside of the box yeah. since, you know, since he was in a, in a crib. You know, he probably started thinking outside the crib and then later thought outside the box. Right. But, yes, yeah, so innovative on a track. And if you look at some of his early on uh, freestyle runs, he, he was the same way. He attacked a freestyle run yeah. and other guys would, you know, get there lined up and go and hit the yeah. jump and do a trick. And Travis is like full motoing around there. So he just oozes excitement. Definitely. Now, now did you have to pay him extra to run Michelin on the freestyle st- end of things? No, no, you never, said, never hey, did. No, no. We, we, so our, we sponsor our, the team. Correct. Then, our relationship was with American Suzuki. Correct. Yeah. And then Travis, you're going to do all these X games and stuff. Do and you need would, tires? Yeah, we would help him out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's a guy. He's you know how this is in the industry. You have you have uh, you have racers that'll ask stuff, and there might have been probably fifty guys through the years that asked me, you know, mechanics or racers mm-hmm. or whatever, asked me for car tires, mm-hmm. you know. And to this day, Travis Pastrana's never asked me for anything like that. You know, yeah. he's such a humble, good kid. Yeah, um, sure. And and then, like I said, that that championship should have been Pastrana's. Uh, yeah, it was. You know? It was. It was his to throw away, and he did. One thing in that story. So GL hurts his shoulder mm-hmm. at Southwick. Uh, the, I think he hurts the AC joint in his in his shoulder. Correct. And then we were supposed to stay back for buds. <laughs> I and, remember. Yeah, and we did. We stayed back for buds, and and GL. I was driving the van, the rental van, around going to these little medical shops around Southwick, Springfield, Massachusetts, looking for like a brace. And I remember thinking, like, we have the points leader here. Yeah. He should be in California seeing the top shoulder specialist mm-hmm. in the state mm-hmm. for this injury to get him back ready for buds. And I just remember thinking, but instead, nobody cared. Nobody said anything. Him and his chick, remember his girlfriend back then, mm-hmm. uh, they're here with me, and I'm giving them advice yeah. on football braces. <laughs> And whether they would work or not. And you're a hockey guy. And I'm a, so, <laughs> and I like hockey. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, this is so wrong. Yeah. I just think it was a general unorganization at KTM. It was. Uh, and he missed look, buds. He had to miss yeah. buds the next week. Yeah. Let's let's say they have come a long way. Right. And, and even before even before Roger came yeah. over, Roger and Ian obviously have have, have made now, huge progress there. But yeah, but the the following years. Thanks to Fly Racing and Alpine Star Protects. For coming on this podcast. Now here's some commercials from Race Tech and Michelin. Listen, all right? Thanks. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on Racer X. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right, if, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Fulton X for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Hi. 
Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows, they might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Now in the story, GL says he goes to California, but I think he means after Bud's Creek he goes to California. Because I know he just hung out with us. All week we got we got drunk and we called Ping Freddy Spaghetti because he ate spaghetti every night at this really? place. So we just started calling him Freddy Spaghetti, because we're just like, "What do you want to do tonight?" He's like, "I'm going to that pizza. I'm going to that pasta place." Really? And you like, guys just hung out there that whole week. Yeah, and we went riding once, or I don't even. Although everybody was there, like Sellers, yeah. Ping, all of us. And so Amazing. in the story, none of this gets brought up, and I'm like, "But that's what happened." Yeah, that's, um, yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember Southwick. There was a lot of. A lot of heat coming yeah. into that one with with uh, who's gonna win? Yeah, yeah and I, and I got a, an odd call like a week or so before uh, from uh, from No Fear asking, "Do you guys Michelin? Do you guys have a pink logo for you know the Michelin in a pink logo?" And I'm like, "No, no, we don't. No, we don't. We don't have that. It's you know Michelin's so strict on all of our yeah. corporate identity and everything." And yep. I said, "I can give you a, a white outline logo or a black outline logo. Why, why do you need that?" So that was for that pink gear pink, that, 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 that never, never made it. Yeah, yeah that never, never made wore. it. Right. Which I thought was pretty classy of him not to not to break that out with, yeah. with Grant injured and whatnot. But yeah, uh, they, they, they had a fun rivalry. And, yeah. Uh, and then your buddy Brownie in the podium says at uh, Bud's Creek or something like, "I'm not scared of Langston or." Just mouthing off on the podium, yeah. and like since like I'm gonna kill this dude. <laughs> and yeah, and I, 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 and then Brownie never mentions any of that in his recollection. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't remember it, but everybody else does. <laughs> and and I wish, I don't say I wish it was that way. I just wish people would let their emotions show a little more nowadays. You know, now they, uh, everyone's kind of corporate, and they they they're quick to say you know who all they can't think. Uh, you know, I can't thank the team, and I can't thank all them, the riders yeah. and the mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they they back then those those three were some pretty emotional guys, yeah. and 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 let it let it show yeah. after each uh, victory or. 
failure. It was, it was it, good. It was, uh, it was a really, really unique summer, and we hated Brownie's mechanic. He's from England. Mm-hmm. He's always chirping, always mouthing off. <laughs> like, Shut up, dude. Um, so Steel City comes, mm-hmm. and we all know what happens. Langston's wheel, rear wheel explodes. Nothing to do with the bid moose Mm-mm. or the wheels no. or the tires, I mean. No, no. Um, now, I saw a photograph... <laughs> And I brought this up in the story when I was talking to people, but mm-hmm. nobody else mentioned this. Like, nobody else saw this. Mm-hmm. I saw a photograph either the next year or the year after, and off the star straight, Ramsey's foot peg looks like it's exactly in Grant's tire. Really? Okay. Um, and I'm like, oh, boy. Like, like one of them had their legs up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. two bikes yeah. came together. Like, making room. For yeah. That. And this was off the start. Coming up the star straight. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Well, that could have done it. Yeah. Two... We had been breaking spokes yeah. all year. Um, not a lot, but the odd, you'd come back. It was um, uh, Talon hubs with uh, the spline drive spokes. Yeah. Aluminum spline Aluminum drives, spline, yeah. spline drive spokes. And so we would break a spoke. Not a lot, but yeah. often you would come back and see one or two spokes broken. You'd change them out. Yeah. Um, and- and we and obviously we uh, we were servicing you know each wheel set yeah. you know throughout the course of each weekend so that's something that you know it wasn't our job to maintain the wheel no. but it definitely was our job to keep an eye on it yep. you know when we're taking the tire and a moose off and getting ready to mount the other one we would check that stuff and and I remember you remember some, yeah. I distinctly remember that that Saturday. Uh, some on, on Pingree's wheel had a couple broke spokes and, oh, okay. and Williamson would have yep. been his mechanic. No, no, no not Ping. He was working for Sellers. Okay, yeah, that's right, that's right, he yep. was, yeah. Because Sellers was spent uh, the first half of the year getting taller seat foam, lower seat foam, softer seat foam, <laughs> yeah, harder seat foam. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, he, but there were some spokes on there. Cause yeah. I remember when the mechanic came back, he said, the wheel's not ready. I'm like, no, we need to, you know, yeah. need, to, need to check those things. You guys need to check all the spokes. Yeah. Cause no, we, we would. We would have yeah. some spoke issues. But then mm-hmm. in the story, Andrew says that, uh, you know, the, st- the spokes just broke on the mm-hmm. hard landings. You know, that's just kind of what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And and Mikey Williamson said that he thought that Andrew laced up the wrong two short spokes, yeah. you know, for that yeah. wheel. Um, so th- it's just funny how recollections are different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember anything about Andrew lacing up wheels with the wrong spokes. Yeah. I don't think the track was any different than any other track to break the spokes. Well, That's why this yeah. photo that I seem to mm-hmm. either have dreamt up because mm-hmm. no one else – Saw this photo for really? some reason. Yeah. I bring it up. Yeah. Everybody just looks at me. Yeah. I saw this photo, yeah. but maybe I didn't see this photo. Like I'm questioning <laughs> myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I swear I saw a photo, and I'm like, there's this broken spokes. Yeah, that definitely could could lead to it. And 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 again, it wasn't like they came into that last round saying we built all new wheels and we need to break them. I mean, there was nothing. You know, it was, it was just business as usual for the most part. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, the the one thing I I would think is that. Steel City could be with it's such such a hard yeah. base. Yeah, those table too. You would table, on those tables. You jump on the table. Yep. Uh, you could jump onto the table and stuff. So I think it had, especially if you jumped onto the top of the table, because yep. it really wasn't really groomed. Yeah. It was like Walmart parking lot yep. hard, right? Yep. So jumping onto that stuff and maybe over jumping some stuff and mistiming right. some stuff, I think could contribute to it. That makes sense. I'm yeah. not saying that's yeah, what yeah, happened, no, but that could contribute to it. A foot peg in the spoke on the start definitely uh, could, could start it. What do you remember about seeing it come apart? Oh man, it was. Uh, just couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Just, like you just, saw the tire just, wobble. Do you yeah, remember that? Couldn't, yeah, couldn't believe it. Yeah, you know, and you see, and 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 you know, we we had uh, you 
and we had headset, you know, so Scotty working in the truck and myself, yep. we had headset. We just talked to one another. That's yeah. it. But, oh, you had, but that, that would have been pretty good. Oh, it was good. Talk Scotty back then. Good, good, good. So, uh, every second one was an F bomb. <laughs> he, he, he'd been on the drop a few. So we, uh, no, but just seeing that and, and kind of keeping track of where the, the points were and yep. kind of, you know, because I think he was six points up in Ricky, the last Ricky round. was in there racing, yeah. Ricky was in there racing um, and 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 just thinking, all right, just stay there, stay there, stay there. And, and seeing it begin to basically unravel, yeah. you know, um, was, was tough. And, of course, for me, being, you know, 100% of my job was tire-related. And, so, and Pastrana was out of it by this point. Yeah, he, he pulled was, off of Millville. Yeah. He was no longer in this title fight. Yeah. And, uh so yeah, watching it for me, you know, my 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 thoughts were, you know, if if it's tire related, if the tire has dismounted from the, oh, the bead yeah. True, right? or anything yep, like that. Yep. So that's my worry, yep. you know. Uh, ultimately, is is it if it tied into something that myself you, or I yep. got, you know, that we did, that we Michelin didn't do. Yeah, right? yeah. So yep. so that's what was was weighing heavy on my mind because the whole you know, the, the world seeing that the motorcycling oh, yeah. world, the motocross yep. world is seeing that happen and come apart. And so everybody from KTM was there. Yeah, everybody. Everybody was there. Everybody. Um, now Kelly Smith didn't make the motos, yeah, uh, which was yeah. yeah, that was a weird way to go out, yeah. you know. But he didn't make the motos, so I was spotting. Mm-hmm. I was in the Supercross slash tabletop mm-hmm. section, and he was coming away from me. I'll never. He was jumping away from me, and I saw the wheel like this. Yeah, and I said, "Hey guys, when he comes by, you check out Grant's rear wheel. It looks like it's wobbling." So he does the whole lap. Yeah. the mechanics area is on the other side yep. of the hill. He goes. I'm like, "Here he comes. Check out the wheel." So he comes by, and just silence. Silence. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not like that's not good. Yeah. Like, like they would have said, no, don't see anything. It's okay. Yeah, it was just mud on the rim. Yeah, or what, yeah. yeah. And, and then the next lap it got worse, and and yeah. then somebody's like, yeah, it doesn't look good, yeah. or something. And, and I'm and, just like, holy smokes. And he did everything he could to try to limp that thing in. You know, the last couple laps, and it just didn't didn't work out. Yeah. So, so like what you're saying when it when when he pulled off and just. Collapse yeah. there and yeah. an emotional, uh, what tough emotional thing for him. Now, what do you um, do? The, the the my job. I, I I went to look at the bike and yeah. see and see what was wrong. And and the first thing you know that I I looked at was to to check that the bead was still seated proper. No, I mean, you, no, I know. I'm doing my job. Listen, you know as I mean? a mechanic, I would yeah, like that's, I, you I go had, do your job. I had DNFs, and I'm like, oh god. Hey, I'm not I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a therapist. I can't go help Grant through this devastating uh, no. uh, emotional journey he's no, on. Right. You know, I got to go check a right. check a tire. So yeah, went and and looked both sides, and because then the 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 thing is like a chopper because it's just sitting so low, you yeah. know, like it wouldn't roll. We had to put it on a, uh, Oh, I don't remember thing. that. Did, yeah. oh, did it just lock up? Yeah. It, it just, that, that dismantled. Uh, I, I, the I tire think, came but, off the rim or no, 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 no. Oh, no. the tire never came off. No, no. The rim. Okay. Yeah. But, but the, the spokes and everything was just so, uh, oh, so mangled okay. up. I don't so for me, you know, I was looking yep. at each side, you know, the throttle yep. side and yeah, the clutch yeah. side and looking and going, okay, whew, that's good. Tire, you know, that's, tires you know, on. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, the tire, and, and we hadn't right. had any issues with anything like that with a bib moose or yeah. anything. Um, but uh, and, and there was some pushback, uh, you know, a little bit from the Bridgestone guys, uh, a little bit about. Um, I think I think Brownie was using Bridgestones, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Brownie was using Bridgestones, and also Carmichael on yeah. the factory Kawasaki was using Bridgestones. Uh-huh. And and earlier in the year at Southwick, a European rider came over and brought some Bridgestone moose. Uh, and, and use them there. And then my understanding and hearing it second, third hand was after Brownie got a flat at Redbud, yep. that there was a real strong push by Bruce Sternstrom and Mitch to get some moose for Ricky 
and because Kevin Windham was second in points right behind yeah. him, right, yeah. or or behind him, yeah. and then and then get Brownie to not have another flat. Yeah. And and I remember the Bridgestone guys, uh, the first round they had them, they you know uh, they actually asked me. No, it was at, at at Southwick when the Euro rider came over. They said, "Can we borrow some gel?" change it. Oh, okay. So I was nice enough to yeah. hear, here's some. And yeah. anyway, so they worked through that. But later on, they, they began using them more regularly and, and, and I would see them just struggle with them. And anyway, yeah. so, uh, yeah, there was, a, I think there's a little bit of a bitterness about um, quote, having to, having to do moves. that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, but yeah. A, a tire guy from an unnamed tire company did take a jab at you for the Langston wheel, which was not that cool. Mm. Like, they, people it, it, thought it was maybe the tire, and it was not. Yeah. And nothing it, to do with it. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I again, yeah. inspected the tire, yeah. saw what was going on, this and that. Then I made, you know, the walk uh, down around the valley up to the top there where Brownie was celebrating and, and, and patted him on the back. Gonna, okay, my yeah. next question. Did you yeah. go see Brownie? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, not in the, not in the quote, in the moment, yep. but but called him shortly after, shortly after yeah. and i said you know, congratulations you won, yeah. bud you know and 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 he was he was good with that yeah. I, it, was, it was good <clears throat> and then uh uh walked back down and the 250s were on the line and uh windham if i'm correct windham won that day because carmichael dropped back road yeah, five. so yeah. so i go to do my my fitment yeah yeah and then uh yeah i uh i went to extend a hand and say congratulations to to dougie there who was working at bridgestone then and hey congratulations on the championship yeah you know yeah and we're both with our clipboards making notes and yeah. i you know did that and he he looked at me and said those uh those moves finally bit you in the ass huh and you know i was just so <laughs> you know what do you what do you say well, you know, actually and, no not at all no and I, and I said well i said michelin doesn't make wheels doug <laughs> You know, that's the only thing that wasn't what I wanted to say. That well, wasn't like what Robert, I wanted to like do. Like the Robert Pastrana comment yeah, a yeah, little bit, right? Yeah, 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 I had other words right. in my mind, but I got the clutch pulled in. and The clutch you know, was in that time? Yeah, wore in, um, uh, yeah, yeah, wearing now, the corporate outfit. So, In the story, Grant says that he went up to Brown to mm-hmm. congratulate him, and mm-hmm. Brownie hugged him and said they, like, yeah. is that they love each other, or Brown said he loved him. Yeah. Do you remember any of that? No, no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. I, don't, I, I yeah. wasn't there for that uh, embrace. I so. I remember Grant being slumped on the. Now I'm not saying he's wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Just this is my memory. Yeah. Um, I remember Grant being slumped yeah. on the side of the track with his girlfriend. Yep. And a couple people checking on him. Yeah, One Bobby of them, I think, and, I think Beaker too. Bobby yeah, Moore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember Grant walking back to the truck, just straight back yeah. to the truck, and. He I, he was sat in the lounge for a long time. We dismantled very quietly. Yeah, I'll never forget that either. The tent tear down, and the packing up. Not a word was spoken by yeah. anybody. Was, and there was twenty of us there. Like, yeah. You know, it was. I mean, just not devastating a word. because you guys, uh, you know, KTM was was a again a, a formidable brand in Europe yeah. and had had. Off-road racing success and things like that, yeah. but but a yeah. national and championship, high point success, yeah, and, and high point two thousand. Um, right. Thank you for not letting me forget that. <laughs> no Steve problem. Mathis yeah. tuned uh, Kelly Smith, um, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, that was that was a huge huge thing for you guys and and for Michelin, you know, and for Grant and and many others involved. So I'll never forget that it was the 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 weirdest pack up I think I've ever been associated with, and I've been I've toned down a lot of tents, yeah, and just. Slamming of tool drawers, packing mm-hmm. up the tents, zippering, all the sounds of a tent teardown without any of the hey and yeah. you know without the uh, yeah. the ancillary noise or what have yeah, you. Yeah. And yeah, it was and, and I had 
I guess yeah, I had brought at the time at the time married. I brought my wife and mm-hmm. my parents actually rode oh, up yeah? with me. Yeah. So I just I just remember it was a it was a quiet ride back home too. You know. Yeah. Because it spent a lot of time yeah. as as anyone who travels the circuit. You spend so much time on the road, so dedicated yeah. to whatever your job is in yeah. this industry, and uh, yeah, it was a long ride, and, and, long ride back home. And you look at from Michelin's point of view, the, the championship was wrapped with Pastrana. Yeah. Then he crashes out, and then Langston Scott. I mean, he's got a nice lead. Yeah. yeah. First moto, he loses, but who cares? Yeah. He still had seven points or nine mm-hmm. points. Yeah, six. Yeah, nine coming in or, and yeah. six, six after, after the first the, moto. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't going to be a problem. Brownie crashed in the first turn mm-hmm. in the second moto, which I forgot about. Uh, was it first turn or was it? I thought it was uh, those whatever. rollers yeah. at the top of the thing. Yeah. S- second, yeah early, early on the first on. lap. Yeah, yeah, first lap. Brownie crashes, which I'd forgotten about. Me and too, then yeah. this was like, it was more than ever wrapped up. Just a layup for Langston. With Brown laying on the ground. Yeah. And then that was all. How long? Now, Grant says in the story, if he would have been, the motor would have been 30 minutes, he would have been national champion. I remember there being more, I remember yeah. stopping with more time than that. Don't you? I, I, I think so too, but I would. I don't think it was the last honest, couple of laps. At, yeah. To be honest, you need to look at a lap chart. Yeah, you no, know? I know. I just, but, I remember thinking he still had a ways to go, not a ways to go, but a yeah. fair amount when yeah. it finally stopped. Three or four minutes before the two-lap mm-hmm. board yeah, or something yeah. like that. That's yeah, kind of yeah. what I, I think. Yeah. But well, I, yeah, who knows? It's funny how, how these stories go. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. Again, that, that, that type of article, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. And, I, and I've told you this before as a fan of the show and the work you do. It's an amazing uh, – you provide an amazing insight to the average fan like myself and so many others to to be able to see what's going on behind the scene and the personalities of people yeah. and, and all this stuff. So, yeah, so that read was was excellent. Highly recommend it. The uh, uh, the 96 McGrath one, did you read that? Yes. I was well. I was very surprised at McGrath's honesty towards Jeff Emig in that story. Yeah. I did not expect to get any that of that. Candid, yeah. I I Purposely waited to talk to Jeremy last because he was going to be the main guy and he's the one who went 15 out of 16 and lost to Jeff Emig. Mm-hmm. And I, so I waited for to talk to MC and he gave me, you know, 30 minutes and, and, and he really let Jeff have it. And mm-hmm. Jeff told me after the article, wow, what did I do? Or, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, Hey man, like I, I, I'm with you. Like, but that's what, that's how MC feels, you know, yeah. 10 years later, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but that's why those stories are so good. Yeah, sometimes it's funny and things like that. Sometimes feelings or emotions fade, and and and, and sometimes they grow stronger. You know, right? Or, right uh, yeah. And and I think there's it's interesting for some people they have clarity on certain things, and then they everything else is kind of vague. Yeah, it's amazing how yeah. our memories uh, yeah. work that way. And even yours and I's right now today about yeah. about this 2001 summer. Yeah. You know, um, and then the uh, the Mitch Payton Jimmy Gaddis story was was interesting, and yep. didn't really think about how once in a lifetime that was and how bad the Kawasaki's were and how little funding Peyton got wow, yeah. to go racing, you know? Uh, yeah. The 1110 story I did, which caused a lot of problems. Ruffled some feathers, right? Ruffled some feathers. <laughs> and you, and that's not like you to do that. <laughs> not in, at all. In any Thank way. you. Not at all. Thank you, not Randy. At all. I, not at all. I do feel unfairly persecuted sometimes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the those things are fun to do. They are a lot of work. But uh, they are fun to do, and that 2001 summer, man, um, that was something else. That was that was. I'll never forget that. And you know, thankfully, Randy GL got a 2003 title, mm-hmm. but that one is also worthy of an oral history story, with Troy being canceled, Stu 
winning yeah. every single moto think, but the first four. Yeah, but I think if you tried to do that story, you would probably struggle to get uh, a clear opinion from from Rhino on stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, probably. He, he, probably he probably wouldn't be one to, to to share his opinion, would he? And and you had Brooks and Rhino on one team, and they yeah. they took off the front wheel of Boniface's bike. That's uh, Josh Woods had to pull over a few times, but he didn't pull over for one guy. Like it was. That's, yeah, yeah. That's another. So that'd be you need to do that. You know, so GL yeah. got a yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he, he got, got a, a championship, and I think that's I think that's good. He he definitely deserving of and and the sacrifices that that. Uh, that entire family made to, yeah. to come here to the U.S. Yep. and pursue their dream of yep. racing. And then they've, of course, parlayed that into a successful business out there you, with you know, Langston Motorsports. And You know, it's funny, back to 2001, so mm-hmm. Andrew Langston, the uncle who, mm-hmm. who went to Europe and struggled with Gerald and struggled with Grant just as much as they did, came to America. Andrew was not his mechanic the next year. Yeah. And I don't really know all the decisions behind that. Um, I have some personal theories and thoughts, but... I'll tell you this, if Grant wins that title, Andrew's back as mechanic. I really believe that. Yeah, one would think so. You know, yeah. so things, yeah. that, that wheel changed that relationship, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit. Changed the dynamics of that relationship a little bit. Possibly KTM, so, yeah. Andrew, Grant, and, Gerald, all yeah. of that. And we didn't, and we did not work with KTM that following year. In 02, so I wouldn't, you know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't yeah. close yeah. to that situation yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, continued working with Suzuki the yeah. next few years, but yeah. uh, and Pastrana, I mean, he ran the tires in 250 Supercross the next year. He jumped up. Yep. Led lace, led races, uh, led one heat races. I think yeah. he won some heats. I like to remind him that he and I have the same number of 250 Supercross wins <laughs> and uh, <laughs> zero. Incredible. He never won one. Yeah. Just incredible. Yeah. Ran up front a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he and he and Kata, what a what a Really amazing yeah. powerhouse those two guys were. Yeah. And and what's funny, you hear people to this day talk about, you know, looking at two stroke bikes and mm-hmm. they said that era, that that O one two two fifty Suzuki was yeah. you know, a phenomenal bike. Well, so, I would make the case that they did really just copied a YZ two fifty. For real. Bore stroke, could, intake, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. We looked it up one time yeah. we looked at it at Yamaha and yeah. it looked a lot like one of yeah. our bikes. And that's which are great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but but it's interesting to see that in the industry if you look at it's the same theory as if you're watching a practice video of some rider and you're like, that guy's taking a new line that I'm not taking. Well, yeah. then you, you, if you take that line, yeah, yeah. right? So, so yeah, I could see, yeah. I could or, see someone researching and doing that. Or yeah. only, you know, overlaying them on a, on a dartfish program, you yeah. know, overlaying the, not only that. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the technology yeah. I have now, it blo- um, blows my mind what all, you know, what all technique, because back then, of course, yeah. everyone's jetting bikes and looking yeah. at, looking at uh, barometric pressure and temperature and this and that and making adjustments yeah. and, what you were obviously well, other expert mechanics. at, yeah. expert at. But thank you. Uh, um, before we wrap this up, yeah. the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast was ended by Alpine Star Protects earlier this show. Randy, people heard a commercial if they listened mm-hmm. of you, a brilliant commercial that you came up with. Okay, of Starcross Fives. Yeah. Um, how's that going? How's the Starcross Five line going? Uh, lots of different sizes, lots of different versions. Yeah, exceptionally well. Uh, it's been uh, you know we we were obviously were a long time in in refreshing our our off-road tire range uh-huh. and we've had great success with the Starcross 5. I, I do want to say that that uh, in addition to the product being uh, exceptionally good, I think this show has been a, a very good platform to reach core audience yeah. and uh, and people who are in tune and I, I appreciate that they, your listeners, support your show sponsors, you know, across the board. And so. MichelinMotorcycle.com to learn more about the Starcross 5 line. Mm-hmm. You guys have a cool contest coming up where you can go to Pastrana's yep. and you can yep. ask them about 2001. 
exactly. can ask him about yeah. anything. Ask him. Uh, yeah, you, you can ask him anything. You can try anything. <laughs> you can probably do anything. One there. Yeah. So yeah. So that's running uh, currently. You know, at Michelin Motorcycle uh, on Instagram, and uh, and it goes through shorts a short little contest, but uh-huh. goes through August 31st. So if you're hearing that after August 31st. Yeah, this will be up before August yeah. 31st. Okay, cool. So, cool. And uh, 2001, what a summer. What a, what a, what a, what a, a summer, yeah. Man, maybe, maybe our lives would be different had Langston won. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Randy Richardson from Michelin. Uh, thanks for listening for the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.